Hello, and welcome to the World of Autism podcast, a podcast about all things autism. I am Dr. Jeff Knight, and I'm on a mission to create hope, peace of mind, freedom, and confidence for these children with autism, and in serving their families to help create the happiest, healthiest versions of themselves. In this podcast, we dive deep in creating many different solutions, talking about resources, and providing insight and stories of hope for families that suffer and have challenges with autism. Please join with me, and I look forward to connecting with you. Hello, and welcome to the World of Autism podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeff Knight. It is good to be back with you. I know it's been a minute since we last released our last podcast. Uh, life has gotten crazy in our in our family. Our oldest son we just sent off to college, and our youngest just started kindergarten, and uh, all those in between. You know, a lot of exciting things. Uh, another son got his driver's license re- recently, so hopefully you guys all had a good summer. But it's good to be with you. I'm excited to talk about the topic today. And I'm going to start with a question um, is, do you want weed killer with that on your food? <laughs> and anyone that's asked that question may stop and pause and say, why would I want weed killer with my food? Now, the sad truth is the majority of, well, I would say probably 99% of people, unless you're eating 100% organic, are eating foods with weed killer on it. Specifically, the most famous common one is Roundup, and the key ingredient in that weed killer is glyphosate. We're going to talk about glyphosate today, and we're going to talk about how this can be a huge problem for the reasons why this could be a potential trigger for autism, or um, also a potential uh, cause in the sense of creating uh, an atmosphere in in the human body that can lead to some pretty serious things, including cancer. So glyphosate, let's talk a little bit about it and how this relates to autism. And there's a lot of research that has been done to where people have found that there's some strong connections here with glyphosate and autism, as well as other chronic illnesses. A lot of the information that I'm going to share to you um, just to kind of give you an idea where I'm, I'm getting my information, is coming from a doctor named Dr. Stephanie Seneff. She is a researcher from, out of MIT. Um, also, I'm uh, using the Environmental Working Group website. Um, there's some other research articles that I'll, I'll list as well um, in the show notes. And um, even the EPA, um, which is the organization to that the government has to try to help with environmental protection. Um, and sadly, I f- uh, it, it appears that they're not doing the job that they should be doing based off of some information I'll share later. But first of all, what is glyphosate? Um, again, it's the main ingredient found in Roundup. It is a herbicide or a weed killer. It, it, it's designed to kill all plants except for any genetically modified crop. So any genetically modified crops such as corn and soy are the two number one genetically modified crops in the country and the world. 
And um, so it, it can't kill that. It can't kill any GMO crops um, such as canola. There's sugar beets, alfalfa, and um, and so these are the ones that aren't going to be killed by any um, glyphosate. Anything else it touches, it can kill. Also, they, they're using glyphosate a lot more for non-GMO crops, which is really sad. And they do this um, at the tail end of the harvest. Excuse me, I should say prior to harvesting um, is, is the more correct way to, to put that. So even things like wheat, oats, barley, rye, chickpeas, sunflower, sugarcane, all of that is sprayed with glyphosate prior to harvest. And the reason why they do that, it allows the harvest to, to be able to yield more and to be able to collect as much of that grain as possible. Um, there's some other reasons behind it, but those are the primary reasons. It makes it a little easier for their job, okay? So a little history on glyphosate. It was first um, started in 1970, but then in 1974 is when it was introduced. And although uh, there's so many connections that we're finding with health, uh, the company that makes glyphosate, Monsanto, they claim that it's completely safe, that there's no harm in it to it. Um, the reason why they say that is because they say it inhibits a, a pathway in our bodies. Uh, the pathway is called the shikimate pathway. And this affects neurotransmitters, it affects our thyroid, it can affect our hormones, it can affect the methylation, it can affect so many different processes within our body. I, I didn't even name all of them. Um, and the shikimate pathway is part of the microbiome in our bodies, okay? So the, the good bacteria that we have within us, they, they have these different processes or biochemical processes that are necessary for our safety and our benefit. And so with the glyphosate in affecting that, it can definitely affect us too, especially when you consider the billions of microbiome, um, good bacteria that's within us and on us, uh, this is a problem. So it's showing up so much more on, on crops um, and, and the problems really are greater with the, the crops that are sprayed late than rather than sprayed early. Um, there's a, a great uh, website, um, the Environmental Working Group I mentioned. They have a really wonderful um, page there where if you search up www.ewg.org um, and search glyphosate, you'll find some really interesting things, especially how we see how much glyphosate is being sprayed and you know, also put into like cereals, which is one of the most common foods that people eat every day for breakfast. Uh, you know, you've got how many people eat Cheerios out there or eat any kind of Quaker Oats products, um, you know, and they feel like and believe that they're potentially eating something that's good for them, where, you know, in, in a sense, you could argue that it is good for them. But the unfortunate thing is it's laden and just, just completely... Um, doused with this glyphosate with the, the Roundup spray. And so here's, here's where this is, can be a problem. Why is glyphosate such a big issue? Well, in 2015, the World Health Organization said that glyphosate is a probable carcin carcinogen. Um, 
There's a lot of connections with uh, chronic illnesses. So in the Journal of Organic Systems, um, there was a, some individuals that found connection to thyroid cancer, to diabetes, to urinary and bladder cancer, to end-stage renal disease. Um, also, there's connections with autism, schizophrenia, sleep disorders, and even death by suicide. So <laughs> why would we want to include this into our food? And how many people even know about this? So that's the challenge is that most people have no clue what it is. In my practice, I often bring up this topic and discuss the importance of doing what you can to avoid glyphosate. I talk about if people even know what it is and the majority of them say they don't. So there's a, a strong caution here with glyphosate and in connection with chronic illnesses. In fact, there's some unique correlations with the amount of glyphosate that has been sprayed on our crops and the amount that's sprayed um, overall with connections with a rise in autism and a rise in dementia. In fact, over 250 million pounds of, of glyphosate is sprayed a year. Um, we're in trouble, basically, is, is what, what we're saying. And, and, and here's some interesting things that have been shared. Um, uh, again, I'll, I'll source all this stuff in my show notes. But um, in one, one uh, research or study, it was shown that one in six children in the, in the USA have a neurodevelopmental disability and one in 38 of the boys are autistic on the autism spectrum. Uh, this will, you know, also shows that the asthma rate has doubled since the 1980s and chronic illness rose from 1.8% in 1960 to 7% in 2004. Today, 43% of U.S. children are chronically ill. All right, so let's, let's go on and jump into a little bit more about this. So glyphosate has been connected to um, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, autoimmune conditions, um, even arthritis, autoimmune with thyroid, diabetes, uh, lung issues, encephalitis, um, obesity. And, and so <laughs> it, the, the challenge here is it creates some issues with our gut lining. It causes what's called leaky gut. If you've heard of leaky gut or intestinal permeability, glyphosate can make it so that our intestinal wall is more porous to where it's designed to be nice and tight, like a nice tight junction um, where everything is nice and smooth and, and just firm together versus um, loose and, and leaky where undigested food particles can get into the bloodstream more easily, which can then create a lot of issues with inflammation, which can be connected to a lot of the reasons why people suffer with so many allergies now. I mean, how many people do you know that suffer from food allergies or food sensitivities? I would beg to differ or beg to you know, create an argument there that that really a lot of it is connected to this glyphosate and connected to this cause of leaky gut. So if you're unable to digest certain foods the way they were meant to be digested, then it would be no problem or issue with your body to be able to absorb and utilize the nutrition the way it's meant to. But if you're getting undigested food particles that are leaking into the bloodstream, then this is causing a lot of issues and the body will flag it and it will create awareness 
and it can cause this overall chronic inflammation that people are, are dealing with. And if you have leaky gut, the challenge also comes that you are going to have leaky blood-brain barrier because glyphosate can also cause that blood-brain barrier, which is designed to be super, super um, like a fortress, uh, super strong as a fortress. It's uh, you know very, very picky on what it allows in to the brain and what it gets out. And so with glyphosate, unfortunately, it causes that blood-brain barrier to be more open as well and more leaky, and therefore creating these issues with you know more neurological challenges. Um, we talked about dementia and autism already. So it kills glyphosate kills our beneficial bacteria. It can cause pathogen overgrowth such as Clostridia and even Salmonella. It can cause um, you know issues with impairing the neurotransmitters that I've already talked about. And um, also it affects, uh, you know, things such as um, too much of a neurotransmitter, which can cause even challenges and damage to neurons in the brain. For example, um, you know, with Clostridia, which is a, a bacteria that can get overgrown due to the fact that glyphosate kills the beneficial bacteria that then kind of keeps things in check, what happens is Clostridia can cause a reduction of tryptophan um, and melatonin, and those are inflammatory markers, okay? So this affects also toxins from uh, the Clostridia, which can block the conversion of dopamine to norepinephrine. So too much dopamine can damage the neurons in the brain through oxidative stress, and that was a study done by uh, Shaw from Integrative Medicine 2017. Um, this is, uh, I mean, I can, I can go on. <laughs> Let me share a little bit more how glyphosate affects things. It can also deplete minerals, specifically the minerals that are shown to be most depleted are iron, manganese, cobalt, zinc. Um, manganese deficiency is huge in connections with autism because if, if, uh, if a child with autism, you'll see that there's a common connection to manganese deficiency. And why is manganese important? Well, anyone that's you know, been in the autism world and has studied a little bit more about it understands the importance of the mitochondria. And so manganese actually protects mitochondria and it's essential for helping detox the glutamate and it also is essential for pituitary function, which is crucial for our hormones. Um, glyphosate also affects protein synthesis and it also disrupts um, normal detoxification processes in our liver. So if you've heard of cytochrome P450 enzymes, it's also affecting that, which is, which is important for digestion as well with fats and with bile acids. Okay, so, um, you know, here's, the, here's one of the things that can be really challenging is Monsanto, they have so much money here that they are um, really, you know, they consider some of these lawsuits that have come out against them as a cost of doing business, unfortunately. And, and the challenge with the Environmental Protection Agency for, that's a government agency is that Monsanto has basically convinced them that they are safe. Now, 
who knows all the details behind it. But if you go to the epa.org and you search glyphosate, unfortunately, um, they really don't see glyphosate to be a problem. But the challenge with that is, that I have is if you do more research and you, you look up glyphosate and lawsuits and how much money has been, been um, basically passed out due to connections with cancer and glyphosate, there's been over $2 billion in lawsuits. So how is that happening if there's really no threat or no harm to glyphosate for a human person? How is it that these lawsuits are being actually brought to court and settled for large, large amounts of money? And it's a sad story because the people behind these lawsuits are suffering from cancer and suffering from, you know, situations where it's not looking good for them. In fact, um, one of the individuals that uh, was part of this has, uh, from last I re read what I remember reading, um, he had passed away. So this is, uh, this is disturbing. Um, and I'm, I'm bringing this information to you more to help you recognize and educate something important that I'm about to say. And this is the, the choice of our food um, and where we can have more power and more power in our corner to choose the foods that are going to be best for us. And this is why, you know, some of the previous podcasts we've talked about um, are connected to the importance of choosing organic foods as much as possible. And the reason why is because if you are eating something organic, there still is a small possibility of traces of glyphosate on it, but the, the amount of glyphosate on an organic crop is very, very, very minimal. The only reason why there would be any glyphosate on an organic crop is because of the wind blowing glyphosate from one you know, uh, crop that actually is sprayed with glyphosate where wind can blow it onto the crop next door that maybe is organic. Um, you know, they're finding glyphosate in, in certain rainwater as well, especially in areas where there's a lot of glyphosate sprayed. And so the, the challenge here is it's on everything. And so any food that you eat that's highly processed, any food that's boxed up, unless it says organic, you can pretty much count on the fact that it's going to have glyphosate on it. In fact, uh, the Environmental Working Group did do a study of 28 different um, common cereals that people eat, and they found all 28 of them with levels of glyphosate in it. But if you dive into um, looking at some organic foods, then you're, it's harder to find the glyphosate. In fact, some of those, you don't find any of um, the glyphosate present at all. If, if you do, it may be very small. So to reiterate the, the importance of eating organic or, or even growing your own food and your own crops, which would be even better because <laughs> then you have complete control over it and um, you have the ability to know where it's coming from and know what you're putting into your body. So organic, organic, organic is the most important thing we can do. And that's why even eating um, uh, meat that's been fed with um, grass-fed meat, you know, can be so important. Because again, if you remember, what did we say about corn and soy? Those are the two most commonly genetically modified crops that also are guaranteed to have glyphosate sprayed on them. 
And what do a lot of cattle ranchers and people do prior to sending their their cows off to slaughter? Um, they actually bulk them up with some corn, and I can pretty much uh, be sure that it's probably not organic corn, um, sadly. So, again, the issues with um, you know the brain, the the gut. Uh, chronic illness or it can affect our hormones it's linked to so many different things and so where can we take a stand is first and foremost try to be um, share this information with others uh, be open about considering other options you know the we can use power with the way we we shop um, that can provide us opportunities to minimize um, maybe the effects of this I know there's some organizations out there that are already trying to do their part in terms of saying, hey, we don't want glyphosate anymore to be associated with any of our crops. So there's people out there that are doing their 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 best to try to help um, fight the this exposure to glyphosate. But it is a big issue. And it definitely, what it can do, it can cause um, someone that is toxic to be, to drive those toxins even deeper. So if you have glyphosate, within you, it's going to take something such as mercury or lead or aluminum if you are exposed to heavy metals, and that can even drive the toxins even deeper into the body. So here's some other good things we can do. We already talked about going organic with everything you can. Um, the second thing would be um, focus on important nutrients such as um, you know, some, some good ones that can be helpful are sulfur-containing foods such as eds, cruciferous vegetables, um, crabs, clams. Uh, sulfate can help um, minimize some of the negative effects there. And uh, glutathione is a supplement that can be really helpful. N-acetylcysteine, alpha-lipoic acid, taurine, glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate, SAMI, Epsom salts. Those are some good supplements that can be helpful. Um, I've got a list of other supplements too. One that I use commonly in my office. I, I would say the the most common ones that I use in my office to try to combat the negative effects of glyphosate. Because again, you're going to pretty much encounter it everywhere you go at this point, unless you are 100% organic, and unless you're creating and making, you're growing your own crops and eating from your own crops. So, what I would suggest there's a few supplements that I use in my office to counteract those negative effects. One of them is Ion Biome, which is a, a liquid that uh, Dr. Zach Bush uh, developed um, with his team. And it's a phenomenal way to help take that leaky gut and take those tight junctions that should be nice and tight in the intestinal wall and it makes it so that they're nice and tight and firm again. And it can take leaky to not leaky, okay? it um, It's a great product. It helps support your microbiome, it helps support your immune system, and it helps support normal neurotransmitter function. So that's one tool that I use consistently and have for the last probably four or five years regularly. And it um, is a great, great product. I can put, put a link in the show notes as well that can provide um, a discount. Um, hopefully that link still works. <laughs> but either way, I'll, I'll put a link that you can access. Another product I use is called HMET Binder. It's from Cellcore Biosciences. And uh, the HM stands for heavy metal and the ET stands for environmental toxins. 
So this is a great product that also will help heal leaky gut, but it also does a phenomenal job at binding to the glyphosate and removing it. So that's another great tool that I use. Another one is called GMH3. It's a product from uh, Loomis Enzymes. Uh, that's been shown to be helpful. There is also some essential oils from Restore Hope Oils that um, I have found can also be supportive in minimizing glyphosate. Um, and uh, another product that, uh, that I use, or actually more of a, um, uh, a treatment, is Ion Cleanse Foot Baths. And Ion Cleanse Foot Baths is a, a phenomenal way where you can use um, positive and negative charge ions in the water um, of this foot bath to help pull certain toxins and chemicals out. One of those toxins and chemicals that have been found on research that gets pulled out more readily is glyphosate as well. So the, the good news is we don't have to um, be fearful and think like, oh shoot, there's no hope for us. Fortunately, there's been some wonderful companies and organizations out there that are doing their best to um, provide solutions or supplements or treatments to help minimize the negative effects on our body. Um, again, the, the best thing you and I can do today is to choose to eat organic. Now, again, I know that's going to be unrealistic to some degree. Um, you go to a, maybe a, a work function or a family function and they're serving this food or that food. Uh, well, you know what? Then make sure you're prepared and ready to have some of these products that I'm talking about. The Ion um, Biome, uh, the HMET Binder, uh, GMH3. Um, you know, there's other ones out there too. I know Supreme Nutrition is a company that has a product that helps with um, glyphosate as well. And I'm confident that there's several others that maybe I haven't even heard of and that some of you listening may know of um, that can use. But those are the ones that I'm most familiar with, most confident with, and that I use regularly um, in my office to help minimize that. So autism, glyphosate, there is a correlation. Um, even with Alzheimer's and dementia, there is a correlation with glyphosate. And, and so what we can do is do our part to educate, do our part to empower ourselves. And really that's my hope with today's um, podcast is that you can have some confidence here. Now, this is something that really is an epidemic. You know, autism is an epidemic. Um, it's something that is for whatever reason and why it's not being you know, sought after as far as figuring out the, the underpinnings to this um, more than it should, you know, I don't know why. But thank goodness for scientists and researchers out there and people that are really trying their hardest to help minimize the negative effects that can happen to these individuals that have autism and potentially things that could be causing autism. So I hope this has been helpful. Again, I, I invite you to do some research of your own. Uh, the Environmental Working Group, like I said, has a wonderful, um, you know, some wonderful things on there. Uh, some great videos, some great information, and um, you know, it's our it's our our job and responsibility to do our part. And there's even ways that we can even encourage and request even in our communities because glyphosate will be sprayed in our in our um, in our parks where our kids are playing 
not just with the food that we're eating, but the parks where we play. Um, you know, think of all the, the soccer fields and the baseball fields and the golf courses and who knows how much glyphosate is being sprayed there. And so if you are finding that you may even have, aside from autism, um, maybe you yourself or family members have some health issues or challenges and you're wondering why am I sick or why am I not getting better, um, this could be a connection, okay? Uh, again, it's been tied and connected to so many different things from lots of different research and I'm happy to share um, some of those links with you and um, information that that I was able to gather to, to pro provide this with you. So let's do our part. Let's uh, be bold and courageous. Let's let's be smart as well and and really choose the better options that are available to us. But again, this is uh, always a pleasure to be with you. Please share this with um, others that you know where this could be helpful. And I hope that this becomes a topic that people will be like, oh yeah, I've heard of glyphosate and I know what that is. And, um, and again, we know it as Roundup. Roundup is, the, is the, the, uh, the common name that is used for that weed killer, right? So let's do our part and I wish you the very best. Please don't hesitate to connect. And I look forward to connecting with you again on the next podcast. Have a wonderful day. And best of luck to all of you that are starting school and with your kids. We'll take, take care now. Have a good one.